0: episode of Taking It to the House was brought to you by EBH Fitness Studios. It's a way of life. We're back! Dr. Stevie DeHervin III
1: and it's time to take it to the house. And I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover. I've been missing you. Welcome back. Welcome back. I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover again and we're taking it to the house. Vic, let me start off by saying here's my opening take. The last time we were on air, you went solo. And I got to tell you, brother, you handled your business. You didn't have a wingman nor a wing lady, but you handled your business. So that's the first thing I want to say is mad, mad props to you for holding it down like that. My second take, Dr. Jania Hoover. She's not with us. For some of you long standing fans of ours, she'll be in and out, but more out. But we want to say thank you to Jania for helping us get this thing off the ground. And she will always be welcomed back. She has another opportunity. She's doing her damn thing. So y'all just pray for her and we pray for her. But she will always have a seat and taking it to the house. Sir, what say you?
0: As you stated, been a lot happening in our worlds. I do appreciate the kind words. Uh, You set the standard. uh, You set the mode a few weeks earlier. And so what better way just to close out last season by being able to do a show uh, by yourself, uh, that was that was, that was quite enjoyable. Uh, Steve teased me afterwards, said, "You must be one arrogant joker to sit up there and do 35 minutes talking by yourself." I said, "If it's a topic you love, if it's a topic you die for, you could give me two hours. I would have done it by myself." <laughs> so I enjoyed the opportunity. I thank you and Jania for giving me a platform to air it out, and I would thank our producer Steve for uh, just letting me have the keys. And some scissors and some expired water or milk and stuff and running around the house acting a little crazy. So I had a great time. Um, it's definitely been it's been it's been fun. Uh definitely missed the crew, missed everyone. Uh it's, it's great to be able to uh, launch this next season of the yeah. show. And as you stated, so much has happened. Uh, definitely big congrats to Jania uh in in pursuing some additional endeavors. And that's what this show does, it opens up doors, and so. Uh, mad props, mad respect. Love my sis. We know she'll make a couple cameo appearances throughout our time, but just to see her uh, her career uh, take off the way it has, uh, I'm, I'm just humbled to be a part of that and being able to work with her for uh, the last year and how she's been able to moderate uh, us too. As we know, we can get a little crazy at times. So I kudos to her. Love her so much, and uh, as always, you know, God bless her and her new endeavors. So what, what are we going to talk about? I mean, there's so much we got happening. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how we even start. Do we talk about the ending of the NBA season? Do we talk about the offseason? Do we talk about baseball? Do we talk about football? I mean, this is like, no, hey, this is, this is this is this is the heaven sports fans heaven right now. What you say?
1: Yes. Well, what's affecting the world is covid. What's affecting sports is covid. And I'm really concerned. The Delta variant, unlike what we had, regular COVID-19, it seemingly is affecting more younger people. It's going to affect sports because it's affecting society as a whole. Well, who in particular? Cam Newton. Well, protocols for the NFL are being more stringent. If you're not an NFL reporter, you can't go into the locker room. So Cam Newton, I mentioned him, he doesn't have the vaccine so those who don't have the vaccine are going to be limited they're going to be on restriction so i i see that as a player we're talking about the nfl how about baseball baseball seemingly is going through the going through and no no effects so yeah you hear about the yankees and some staff and some players but no missed games no rescheduled games and that's what was happening with the wizards you remember early in the season, so the NBA concluded their season, but it had it was COVID-laden early, and later you had Dennis Schroeder, unvaccinated again, who came down and was affecting his team. So COVID is the topic of the day, and I don't want it to be, but it's going to affect what we love to talk about, what we love to do, what we consider our enjoyment, our entertainment, is sports. A year ago, we had the bubble in baseball. We had the bubble in basketball, football. We had wide receivers or no-name quarterbacks playing quarterback for the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, I think it was the Chiefs, I forget who it was. But COVID is where I begin and I'm concerned. We're on the doorsteps of the football. And I'm excited and I can't wait. But I, as a fantasy owner, I don't know how it's going to play out. But more importantly, I talked about people being hospitalized and it's affecting people and people are still dying. I don't know that we're putting enough emphasis on a cure. We're just talking about vaccinations. Tim Hoover, this Dr. Hoover, wants a cure. Let's not just treat it. Let's eliminate it. That's my thoughts. That's my opening burn, sir.
0: I mean, it could be the opening burner. It could be the whole topic because I have something to say on that. You're absolutely right. I mean... Now, here it is, we're now entering NFL's second full season with COVID. So now you have got to learn to play with it. A year ago, we thought today we would have either a cure or some level of a vaccination where we have a sense of normalcy. No, that's not the case. We have people acting normal in the middle of a pandemic. And so you have those who are vaccinated versus those who are unvaccinated. And as you stated, it impacts our, 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 our sport. And as we get ready for the NFL, even seeing the latest NFL policies, how do you even how do you create some level of team morale or team cohesion when you have half your players vaccinated, the other half not? Some need to be uh, quarantined, some do not. Some can go to some sanctioned events, some cannot. That's the next level now that coaches are now challenged with from a leadership perspective, How what is my lineup going to be? For me to be a Ravens fan and to know during last season – when we did not have a vaccine. Yet Lamar Jackson, our quarterback, and many other Ravens had uh, had contracted the virus in the middle of a playoff hunt. How is it a year later, he was supposed to have gotten the vaccine, word was he only got one dose of vaccine, and he became positive again a couple weeks ago. So how do you plan for that? You want the players to be responsible. But yet as the NFL brand, you also want to make sure if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. How to make sure I have the best product and the best players on the field. When there now there is an abundance of a vaccine, everyone knows what it is. And like you said, this is not your 2019 version of this virus. This is something else where it starts impacting children. And now you're still dealing we still don't know the long-term effects. And as a professional athlete, you want to play around with this? Hey, I, I know that are anti-vaxxers, the vaxxers, and everyone has their reason. But again, if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. NFL is trying to develop some creative policies to encourage teams. But I would be, I'd be remiss if I didn't think about a, a, a team manager, general manager, a team president saying, "I want the Lombardi, but am I playing the best players or am I playing the best available players?" And as we all know, the best ability is availability. And if you cannot count on your teammates, or you cannot count on your team. And their health because they they they've done something irresponsible, which we see that happen a lot. Right. And now you risk exposing the rest of your team. This COVID thing is here to stay, but only as long as people keep on yeah. circulating. If you got a delta variant now, what is it right. come December? And as we stated, is it best to get the COVID virus early in the season or later? The later it happens, the more these teams are placed at risk. For their playoff
1: and Super Bowl or championship endeavors, I want to salute the Atlanta Falcons, and that's my uh, co-host Janine Huber's team. Word on the street is they are 100 vaccinated, and so how does that happen? So, from a management standpoint, how do you get buy-in? What do you have to say? What's the selling point? Is it is it is it one for all, all for one type of thing, or is it? You will, or you, or you're fired. What What do you say? How do you get that? So Arthur Blanks, I believe that's his name, uh, and, and forgive me, that's not his. Name. The owner, or the, uh, the owner, yes, for the Atlanta Falcons, is who I'm referring to. How does he? How does the message trickle down, and then everybody from staff, medical staff, to to traveling team, to the to to the players. Everybody is on board and you get 100% compliance from your team. How do you do that? What is your suggestion that may have translated uh, from him down to to the lowest man on the totem
0: pole? That is classic leadership. That is classic leadership where you're able to encourage, influence, and you created a culture where everyone says it's not about me. It's about you. It's about we. And not only that, like I said, it's past the locker room. It comes down to the training staff. How do I, as a third-string linebacker, care about the first-string running back's wife at home? Because if he's not vaccinated and he has some people at home with compromised immune systems, why do I care? That's the whole challenge with the country. That's the whole challenge with the world. There's people who say, it's not my issue, it's your issue. So a salute to the leadership of the Atlanta Falcons team, for them to go past whatever societal challenges people are having at home, those private discussions, was it incentivized? I mean, you still have Fortune 500 companies trying to figure out how do we integrate our workforce? And they're still having challenges. You can't mandate me to take a shot. You're absolutely right. But I can say you can't come to my office. You can't come to work. Right. And if it don't make dollars, it don't make sense. So I'm not going to pay for your leave because I said in order for you to come through these doors of my organization, you must be vaccinated. So now that's my requirement. You still have freedom of choice. So I think if teams are becoming more creative and more aggressive in that fashion, perfect. But I didn't hear that coming out of Atlanta Falcons camp. Again, it speaks to, it's a compliance yeah. or commitment. And whatever they did, yeah. I salute them as leadership to communicate. This is why this is important for you player. This is also why it's important for us team. This is why it's important for us organization. ANFL this is what we did over here. And if other teams really want to say, wow, what did they, you got to look at your culture and you got to look at that leadership and how the team leaders are, are reinforcing that message, but also how they've been able to develop a sense of community that expands past the locker room. And that's what I see there. It's something that expands past the
1: locker room. Yeah. Interesting. Cause leadership is key. So Cam Newton by position is a leader for the new England Patriots. And yet, it appears as though he's not been vaccinated. So I'm assuming, in my opinion, when you talk about the third string linebacker or or the the special teams or the practice squad team who's trying to make the the regular team is looking at this and like, he's not a leader. Or are they questioning his leadership when he's not vaccinated? Because now it is affecting the team. He's not vaccinated. And he has to separate himself from the team for uh, a mandated five days. So they got a rookie quarterback. and. Who wants to start out the season with the rookie quarterback? I don't care about his qualifications or who he is. Cam, is he sacrificing his leadership position just by not being vaccinated or by choosing the path that he's... is? To me, it's more questions to his ability or lack of uh, presence because he's not on the field by a choice that he's made. So I, I wanted to get your thoughts on that in particular. Do you feel like his leadership uh ability is in question now that he's
0: not vaccinated and it's impacting the team Uh, you'd have to think it does because at the end of the day you still he is that leader so then there's some that are going to follow him regardless because he's the leader so now you have two two different philosophies happening Hmm. in one team well you know what that's the quarterback he didn't get vaccinated why do i need to get it hey he's been lead for about 10 or 15 years i'm not getting vaccinated okay great great idea and so now you're leading people to this other path. If you don't make dollars, don't make sense. Maybe Cam can afford to make that decision. But people who are not as mature in their professional lives as, as a player follow that path, that definitely can impact, their their again, their pockets. And, and then to the point where Cam had a questionable season last year. Now, we're all, you know, write it, write it off because it was impacted by COVID. Uh, you had no preseason. Uh, he, he contracted, uh, but COVID throughout the season. So he didn't really, they they talked about, he didn't really mesh with with Belichick and and, and McDaniels. Okay, great. Now you get a full off season. And what do you do? You blow it away. You blow it away because they already have a quote unquote quarterback controversy where you drafted the quarterback out of Alabama. And yes, you're a second string quarterback. You may not get that many reps in the the preseason. Uh Uh-oh. But when the starter the presumed starter goes down because he was reckless with his with his health because that's what's called what it is reckless with your health. if you're unvaccinated, okay, that's your choice. but then do all the things you're supposed to do last year when you're unvaccinated stay indoors keep your keep your mask on, protect yourself protect others yeah. protect your career. So now you're on the shelf for about a week and this young dude is about to get reps with the ones. And Belichick still has not made a decision who's going to get the number one, uh, the QB one spot. But I tell you, who's not going to have those reps this week? Cam. Right. So again, as a leader, he failed. He failed. Even if you're going to be mm. unvaccinated, and this is not a show telling people you got to get vaccinated, got under no. But if you're not going to be vaccinated, then take care of yourself, protect yourself, and he's right. risking right. the rest of his players because if you're unvaccinated yeah. and you're supposed to be the leader. And you're doing things and going places you're not supposed to go. So now when you come back to the locker room, you come back to the field, who are you exposing to? And that's selfish. So now you're being a selfish leader. So, you know, I'd be really interested how that story unfolds, what what, uh, Bill Belichick does, because that says a lot. Uh, That says a lot. And, again, he's already on thin ice. And this doesn't help his case as he's trying to rebuild his reputation, rebuild his career after that injury. I mean, mm, bad move there, brother. Bad move.
1: Yeah. Hey, let's move off the NFL. I'm excited. You're excited. I know you're excited for your Ravens team. But I want to touch on the, we're in the middle of the baseball season. But I want to tie in baseball and basketball because Washington, D.C. and L.A., they're in bed together. Baseball and basketball. Westbrook from the Wizards comes to L.A. Thank you. Sirzer. Comes from the Nationals to the L.A. Thank you. We are poised. The Dodgers are poised. Amen. They're in second place right now behind the the Giants by a couple of games in the West. Let's not forget the reigning World Series champions. Yes. And I expect them to repeat. But it was an arms race. And they got the biggest arms in the race when they got Scherzer. I'm going to let you. Do you want basketball? you want baseball? Brother, I'm just going to toss the ball to you and have at it. A lot of meat on that bone. Have at it.
0: (laughs) Woo! Look, being in D.C. as my second home, y'all know I love it out here. And, you know, Cali is my spot. So for me to see, wow, my hometown team, which is here in D.C., is taking care of my hometown team out there in Cali? Oh, my goodness. (laughs) I think after we win this World Series championship, we got to make sure that the Washington Nationals get a copy of that ring. At least get a little insignia <laughs> or something on there because I, I'll take those aces. Did Scherzer win the National, uh, the, the World Series a couple years ago? So, look, if we're going to bounce this thing from east to west and I got to see that parade here in D.C. and I still get to see the two times two-time parade in L.A., I'll take that. So, I don't know what we did, but I'll take it. Uh, It's going to be exciting. Obviously, baseball is a long season, and I think it's even more important that the Dodgers do this repeat. I do not like hearing people talk about there's an asterisk next to our name last year. That was a very rough season. Any teams that won last year during coronavirus does not have an asterisk. That took a lot. That took a lot of of planning, took a lot of uh, uh, intestinal fortitude, flexibility, you know, patient courage. I mean, you name it. To sit there and play that. So, yes, they had a shortened season, but that was by far nothing to be uh, giving them an asterisk. But to double back and give me those 162 games plus the playoffs and let the Dodgers hoist that trophy, let's do that. So I'm very excited to watch how the second half, or at least the last month, of baseball goes down. And it's it interesting because beginning of the season, it was all about the Padres and the Dodgers. Padres and Dodgers. We're talking about NL West. But – hey, the Giants are who we always thought they are. So to see that that rivalry has has came back into play between the Dodgers and the Giants, it's going to be great. And so to watch this down the stretch, it's going to be interesting uh, from an NL West perspective. But to be reloaded the way they have, it's great. But even shifting to the East, look, I thought Tampa Bay Rays is just a flash in the pan. Them dudes, man, are the real deal. I I don't know where this came (laughs) from. But it'll be interesting to see if they make it down there in the championship again. But just because you asked me about D.C., you asked me about L.A., <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm cheesing, brother. I'm cheesing. What would you think about
1: that? <laughs> the Dodgers concerned me. Uh, they got some decent pitching, but the back end of the bullpen really concerns me when it comes to the closer. Uh, I don't know who is their closer. So they got the bats. They got the defense. It's that pitching, closing pitching, not the starting pitching, the closing pitching that still concerns me. And Bellinger, uh, MVP last year, smashing, was was all that in a bag of chips. But if it's not a home run, he's just striking out. And so I'm concerned about that. And Dave Roberts, that is, and Dave I trust. And I love how he manipulates or uses or – effectively uses all of the tools because many of their players can can go to multiple positions. And last but not least, Mookie Betts has been injured. And so I need him to come back 100%. To me, he's the engine for the whole Dodger regime and the train. So I need him to get healthy. Bellinger or not, I need Betts. And so they're poised, once healthy, they're poised to repeat, let's get healthy again and let's do the damn thing. I don't fear the giants i respect the giants padres you are who i thought you were and you're just home run hitters and you're nothing else you're still little brother in the south okay from la but getting back to and transitioning to my lakers i want to start off i'm not going to talk about westbrook or Melo or you know how old we are dennis schroeder and our in our in our I just want to say, Dennis, somebody should be fired. You should be fired. Your agent should be fired. Somebody should be fired. You turned down 80 plus million, betting on yourself, and now you're with the Boston Celtics for five plus and five and some change. How did that happen? How did that? that, Bro, you lost. You lost. And our producer, Steve, I would love to get his take. I wish he had a hot mic right now telling me how much he loves Dennis Schroeder right now. And Dennis, you thought you were the third wheel in the L.A.? You got Jalen Brown out there. You got, uh, uh, what's the other boy's name? I can't think of They skin, Tato, smooth as butter. Yeah, J- J- Jason Tatum, you're going to be the third wheel, and you're not going to be able to play. Lucy goosey up there with them two boys, because they'd like to have the ball in their hand, and the ball sticks. And so what did you really expect going to Boston or wherever? I think you you rolled the dice and you crapped out. And uh, I I don't know what to say about you and your career. I was hoping you would have done better for L.A. I think you have game, but something between the years just didn't click. What are your thoughts on Schroeder and the loss of Schroeder? Is it uh, addition by subtraction when we lost him? What do you think he does for the Celtics? He's definitely an
0: addition by subtraction. But this is the classic, you think you're more than who you are. I do leadership coaching. I do leadership training. One of the biggest things that I try to press upon my clients, self-awareness. Whether you have a challenge with empathy, emotional intelligence, or just do not get it. You have to know who you are. If you know who you are, then you know how you can lead others. You know who you are and how you relate with your employers, how you relate with your employees. Self-awareness is key. We can do that through a number of ways, through assessments, through let's have a conversation. Let me tell you about you, and can you be humble enough to hear about you? Someone didn't tell him, look, dude, you're not that dude. You're a dude, but you're not that dude. And whoever you were in OKC, that does not translate to L.A. Because when you came out there, you should have been humble enough to say, wow, I get to run with LeBron and A.D.? Yo, I just left from a spot where we were barely at number eight seed. Hey, this is a great opportunity. Oh, my goodness. The Los Angeles Lakers offered me 80 plus what? You know what? Sign. Because when you said no, you pissed off the NBA gods. And you know that the Los Angeles Lakers are the most winningest franchise in the doggone league? How dare you? That's called NBA karma. So what do you do? You flail out. You bet on self, and you make it to the playoffs. You get the Rona. You did some other stuff. You got hurt, and then you struck out. You couldn't produce. You couldn't produce. Mm. You couldn't be the third scorer when we needed you. When AD went down, that should have been your time to really highlight. When Drummond couldn't do anything, that should have been your time to say, hey, Bron, I got you. You couldn't lead nothing. So guess what? We said, well, thank you mm. for saving us 80-plus million dollars. Thank you for that litmus test. Thank you for letting us watch your resume play out. And you showed the other 31 teams the same thing. You know what? <laughs> wow. He's not worth 84 million. But I tell you what, we will give you, we'll get you five. Really? So I can I congratulate his agent for orchestrating the deal. And I bet his agent smacked the taste out of his mouth when he said, You're gonna say what? But again, if you're not <laughs> humble enough to listen. When your agent yes. said, "Dude, you yeah. need to sign this. Like for real, you need to sign this." Nah, I could make I could make Westbrook money. I could make Stephen Curry money, dude. That ain't who you are. You you you, right. you know now gone. Uh, what's our boy uh, Trey Young showed up in the playoffs as a as a as a second year dude. Come on, man, you ain't that dude. Come on. And this so right. so you got to know who you are. And so the agent, I hope he did his part by saying, "Look, bro." He signed this. this. is good money. I worked really hard to get this because agents <laughs> gotta be like, look, I want 10% of this, this 3%. And so for you to say no, I would love to have been the fly on the wall in his house when he had to go home and tell mm. Mr. Stroller, Hey, uh, yeah, this total turned now 84 million. But baby, when we were in OKC, we was only making seven million. Yeah, I know, but I'm on the Lakers and I'm getting all this endorsement look, but you ain't got no endorsements yet. Yeah, but it's coming. But guess what? We're going to make it to the playoffs. I'm going to ride LeBron's coattails, and I'm going to make it. Okay, but you better make sure we make more than $84 million. He bolos. He, 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 he wrecks the car, right, while he's in the playoffs. And she said, you better make this money. So the Lakers say, what? Nah, dude, we saw enough. Your litmus test is a hot mess. Uh-oh, I'm going <laughs> to jam. How do I tell the lady about <laughs> this? My uh, everything's working out well. Everything's working out well. We're going to make this money. Okay, I'm trusting you. I just bought that new car. And so he got to go back. And he's like, uh, bought that new car. Uh, you still got the receipt. And uh, we're about to make that trip to the East Coast. <laughs> Here we going, honey. We're going to boston oh that's another glory franchise how much <laughs> are we gonna get brace yourself Five million. Oh, five million a week nah baby five million a quarter nah five million <laughs> a year nah kind of like five million total <laughs> <laughs> sign this paperwork we get a divorce <laughs> so Dude, could you imagine being on his <laughs> the founder waters to hear that? Man, that's the dumbest move anybody can play. That needs to be a, like SportsCenter's top talking every year year review. and They do the bonus 2021 and just had him always there. Is like that that poster <laughs> child for that. That's a, man, that's the dumbest thing you can do, man.
1: Jania. <laughs> This is why we need you, Janine. We need you back, Janine. We're off the rails. (laughs) Janine, please come back. We're running across the hall with the sisters. (laughs) We're drinking outdated milk. Janine, we need you. (laughs) Bruh, you're done. You're done. Oh, I got to take on the Lakers, man. I, thank you for sharing that about Shooter. Uh, I'm sure Dr. Phil may be able to help him out. Maybe Steve Harvey. <laughs> Think like a man. <laughs> it would help mr Schroeder. out. <laughs> Lakers. His in laws are, are not having a good time right now. <laughs> Lakers are reloaded. We got Westbrook. We got. Uh, the man in the paint, Dwight Howard. We got Trevor Ariza. We got some other studs, a little bit older, that, but Carmela Anthony being another. Uh, I don't know who's going to start, but I like what I see on paper. Age does not matter to me because I need experience. I want people to know what to do, when to do it, how to do it, with the same kind of thrust, force, and velocity, and power. So you come hard with it. So we get that with Westbrook, who's a just an energizer bunny. And so you have mentioned on several occasions what's a transition plan? What's a succession plan? What's going to happen to when LeBron just gets tired? Well, he's getting tired. And the, as we age, we're going to get we're more prone to injury. And that's what happened with 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 our this particular age group for the Lakers. But when you have this much talent. And this what's knowledge. I feel as though one Westbrook can tell LeBron, I got you. I'm going hard. Take you off the ball. You don't have to push because I'm already at 60 miles power. It's not zero to 60. I'm starting out at 60. I'm going to run with you, take you off the ball, and we're going to go. We're going to go. I don't need Westbrook to shoot threes. He's not very good at it. Matter of fact, as the – team is constituted they're not good three-point shooters but if you can give me two when, when uh, upon command and stop them from scoring their twos or threes which we have a pretty good defense then we should be able to win most games we should just got to protect the ball so westbrook is a turnover he's turnover prone sometimes wants to do too much uh, LeBron's turnover prone as well, and then when he turns it over, he doesn't want to get back on defense. What is that? That's age as well. So, um, I like the team on paper. Eighty-two games is a long season, and we're 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 old. I want to know what you think about the Lakers as they're constituted. Westbrook
0: has never played with this many stars. So I hear you on the, the turnover prone, but this dude still is a triple double machine.
1: Hmm.
0: He has no problem. That shows that he has no problem passing the rock. But also shows he's going to put up points. And I've always said it. We need our third solid score. I ain't saying he's number three. He could be number two, but he could be number one because LeBron at times he has no problem taking a step back. He just needs to know who he can rely on. And it's unfortunate to, uh, as you spoke. We didn't have to say anything about AD. It's sad, but we've already counted the fact that he's not going to give us you're Not going to give us that many games. His reliability now has become a liability. So to have that solid uh, number two with, with Westbrook, and I'm still going to give LeBron the number one. Oh my goodness, triple double machine. They both like to facilitate, but I can see Westbrook since he made his journey from OKC, went to um, Houston, came out here to DC there's still a level of humility as well. Like, you know what? I'm coming toward the end of this thing. I need to find a way to still be me, but surround myself around some solid talent where I can have the opportunity to be me, but be effective. And I need that help. And so I see him coming in. um, He's learned that craft. He knows he wants that ship and he knows that LeBron get him that. So that'll be exciting to watch that and see if the, if the turnovers decrease. As well as now LeBron knows he's got a qualified ball handler who will guess definitely give him the ball. I think he can defer a little bit more, be saying, wow, I don't have to facilitate as much. And now I can actually move off the ball. So I'm excited about that piece. And if AD stays healthy, just play your point in the, in the post. You're gonna Westbrook's gonna get you the ball. Just be open. He's already shown that. He has shown that. And now to have these dudes, and then you can't discount the fact that he probably feels left out. He's watching his boys out there in the Nets try to start their Voltron but saying, dude, I'm still here. Right. I'm still here in this league. I'm still effective. And didn't have that, that part of saying, I've been shipped around this many times across the league, and I'm coming back home? I, He's going to do what Kawhi couldn't do. I'm coming home, and I'm going to show y'all I belong in his Laker jersey. And so that's going to be very exciting from what how Westbrook yeah. integrates. And we all seen that when they played uh, the Wizards. Earlier this year, they're all joshing on the sidelines like, you know, what does this mean? So you wonder if they're already orchestrating that. But I actually thought they're going to try to get Damian Lillard. But I'm not I'm not upset about Westbrook pickup My only concern. I don't want this to be the early 2000 Lakers when we went out and got Gary Payton, Carl Malone, and then we became too old, couldn't compete. And then we had to blow it up. I think this team can do it. Uh it would be a great again. We're talking about we're all everyone's prognosticating the Lakers versus the Nets. And it would be a great story. It's now saying LeBron with his new band against KD and his new band. Then you got KD and Harden against their 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 once comrade of Westbrook. Then you got, you know, A D. You know, so it's all these different different storylines. And 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 just to watch how that would play out, that'd be a great game. I mean, this I mean it's a power three. Win. So I, I think that'd be can't great. Yeah. I'm always gonna be curious about Carmela Carmela Anthony. Which one are we gonna get? Are we gonna get the one from the Blazers and he's gonna come and see that resurgent one? We know LeBron and him are our, our partners go back since the draft, but this is where we get that age piece saying, I are you gonna be effective? Can you give me at least 60 games? Uh, I do trust Vogel, so I know from a defensive side they should start. They should produce, and I'm hoping that the young uh, players on the team can witness these future Hall of Famers and say, "Okay, we got, we got it. We got to learn as much." We thought Kuzma was that dude; he was not. So, who if, if Tht is that guy? Great, let him be that guy. He's gonna get some run in. So, I, I, because we only got about three years, four years left on this construction of the Laker team. And to your point, the succession planning is what's important. And I really thought AD was going to be the future.
1: He can be, but he's not going to be the number one because he's not reliable. The last, I, last time I was on air, I didn't get a chance to congratulate Coach Bud and the Bucks. You did a fantastic job in doing that. I want to apologize because, like you said in that, in that show, we were riding Giannis – All year, he got paid and he wasn't producing. Coach Bud, I was the biggest critic of Coach Bud. I even said, if you win the championship, still firing, who am I? I'm just a talking head. I'm a media piece. I have an opinion. I gave my opinion. But the Milwaukee Bucks rewarded him with a three-year extension. So I want to say, if you're happy, make it work. And they made it work and they won the championship. And Giannis got that big money, like I said, and everybody seems to be kumbaya up in Milwaukee. I don't want, like you said, 72-game season truncated. COVID is, is a part of it. They got it done. Nets had a chance, injury or whatever, uh, 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 another half-inch foot or whatever for Mr. KD. But you have to play the game. You have to play the game. So Giannis and the Milwaukee Bucks, Coach Bud, congratulations. Let me congratulate you. As hard as I was writing you, I want to say congratulations. You did the damn thing. You did the job and you changed. What I want to appreciate is as the playoffs went on, you morphed. Giannis, you morphed. Coach Bud. you did as well. You guys changed style of play and where you were dominant, you took advantage of those areas you were dominant in. And then to top it off, game, what was it, game six? Giannis goes about 17 for 18 from the line or something like that. The guy that can't shoot free throws? I'm saying, Giannis, I, 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 I love when people take criticism and it wasn't just from me, but national media and everybody else were on you about your outside shooting, your free throw shooting and, and, and is he this guy? Well, you took that criticism. You put it in your pipe, and you smoked it, and you puff, puff, and you passed, and you won a championship. So, congratulations, brother! Congratulations, and I, I, I love that. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna say it. That Kobe mentality when you just black out the white noise and you just play the game as you grew up playing for the love of the game. So, saying that, last take. Yesterday was eight twenty-four, August eighth, the twenty-fourth. Excuse me. The eighth month, the 24th day. Let me get it right. 824, what does that mean in the NBA? 824 are the two numbers that Mr. Kobe Bryant wore. And the NBA folks were recognizing Kobe Bryant yesterday. That is his day in the NBA. 824, August, the eighth month, the 24th day. Both of those numbers are hanging in the rafters. We miss you, B, and I'm out. We'll see you all next week on Taking It to the House.
0: It's great to be back. As we stated, we will see y'all next, uh, next week, same time, same bat channel, same hot fire energy. So as we get ready for this new season, I want to say I'm proud father of an LSU freshman. He, my son, quarter C. Victor Herbert IV is representing an LSU at North resident hall in Baton Rouge. Look, we didn't get to talk about college football. But you see my 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 banner back here at USC, Brad, class of '98. Well, hey, I'm telling you right now, I'm all in for LSU. All right, so don't I don't want to hear anybody talking about bandwagon nothing. I pay good money for him that school, so I got just as much right to claim that school as I got for USC. So SEC, watch out, because LSU go Tigers, we own it, and I'm gonna be down to Baton Rouge as often as I need to. You know why? Because I'm a proud paying parent. So LSU is going to do the doggone thing this year. And any other parent that's paying that money for their kids, you represent that school to the fullest. I understand now. And I had to thank my daddy. You know what, dad? I understand why you at USC so often, because you pay good money. So I'm going to sport this hat just as much as I sport that USC uh, Trojan on the back of my car and anything else. You know why? Because I can. So, again, congratulations to my son. I love you. I love you and your roommates. Handle that doggone thing. And to the rest of the Take It to the House crew, again, we're reloaded. We're ready to do this thing. Y'all be safe. We hope to see you all next week. And, again, let's knock out this COVID thing together. Again, hit us up on our Twitter. Shoot us a note on Facebook. We're ready to do this thing. Holla at you. See you next week.
1: So where are you ranked now?
0: Uh, I'm the 21st player in ESPN, and I'm the third shooting guard in the country that I stick these last two uh, two years out and uh, hopefully continue to make history. I was like, hold up, this is something different. I don't know what happened, but he ain't trying to do everything on the floor now. That is the most important thing. It's just So with the trusting teammates also is like, uh, a great player cannot win games by himself. This year is like certain situations I shouldn't have fouled because the fourth quarter, we definitely need me on the court to try to make a pistol yep. to win there. The, the first quarter of that Sweet 16 game, we looked like probably the best, one of the top five teams in the state. In that, it was crazy.